Hi, my name is Dr. Bitchcraft and welcome to The Void, the show where I have an existential crisis in public. Speaking of existential crises, my birthday is next week from the day of recording, February 23rd, and I'm not sure whether I'm going to celebrate it or not. Uh, I, I think it's such a hassle. I tend to skip it. And I remember as a kid, I hated them. I hated the pressure of having to play with kids on a specific day because it was planned that way. I used to be that little freak who ran upstairs, played in a room by herself or read a book when people downstairs were celebrating her birthday. I've always felt like birthdays have this weird non-celebratory air to them. No matter how old someone turns, there's always this sense of silent disappointment to them. It's a combination of the pressure of planning, things never panning out the way you expect them, whether it's about your birthday party or life. The further away you get from your day of birth, the more it becomes a retrospective on the life that you've already lived and how much life you still have to go. And it's about coming to terms with your mortality. Every passing year, we're reminded of years passing and of the fact that it's not just us killing time, but also time effectively killing us. We celebrate birthdays because we want to keep track of how long we've been here and theoretically of how long we still have to go. But the harsh truth about both life and death is that it doesn't matter if you recycle, drink matcha tea, or have declined the bungee jump. Your life and your death are governed by things that have nothing to do with you. Unless we're talking about circumstances, I'm sure I don't have to spell out, but we're talking about normal circumstances now. You have no control, and that is terrifying to a lot of people. Birthdays just confront us with this truth, that we, the rest of the year, do our best to not think about. We buy expensive shit, we watch stupid things, just do not have to deal with our own mortality, and then your birthday roll around and you're like oh shit this is kind of like a countdown <laughs> i just think our relationship with time is very interesting because we act like on the day of our birth we were also promised a life expectancy we might have been promised time but we weren't owed time time is always killing us and not just on the days where we have to sit through a really awkward but incredibly loving rendition of happy birthday most people don't grapple with their mortality until their birthday is around the corner and i think that it's actually a testament to our naivete about our own mortality it's also a detrimental way to think it makes us fear aging while our real fear is death Especially this idea of milestones puts the fear of God into people. Birthdays have stopped being a simple way to track time a long time ago. The moment we became cognizant of the concept of birthdays and of the numerical value of numbers, birthdays have gone from this simple cute thing we were taught to celebrate to keep count of our age to a gauge, a way to compare ourselves to people of the same age. And I was thinking if it's not for comparative or evaluative means, what is even the point of tracking your age? And uh, you you know when i thought about it i thought yeah okay tracking our age is not for us it's for society so society understands how to treat us and of course keeping track of age has practical uses but i think it has also caused a different set of problems it becomes the lens through which we see ourselves and through which we decide if we live up to the rules of society properly rules we again had nothing to do with but by which we somehow still gauge our own value. Birthday blues are valid because it's about understanding the expectations that were put on you and feeling like you're not living up to those expectations. It's that air of disappointment I talked about earlier, this feeling that you're always falling short somehow. Of course, birthdays give you the blues if you use them as a scale to decide how well you're doing in life instead of what it is. This is an excuse to have an extra gin tonic. Especially if you look at how we treat turning 30, it's gross. <laughs> You know, I thought I'm, I'm never going to make it to 30 because, you know, who does? Isn't everyone dead after 30? We learn what society has planned for us before we learn to plan for ourselves. 
And that's why 30 is so daunting because you know what is expected of you by that time. I wish we knew what we expected of ourselves by that time. I'm reading The Republic now. Socrates is so annoying. He's like your nephew who just discovered philosophy at a party. But what I do love about The Republic or Ancient Greece is that there is a reverence for age. Before the age of 50, you couldn't teach and you weren't even considered an adult until the age of 30. Your mind wasn't done until you were 49. Age was treated with respect and their society reflected that. But here we worship at the temple of youth. And guess what fully benefits from our fight against natural processes? It's capitalism. You know where you are. You know I was going to talk about that again. <laughs> I googled it. So I'm a researcher. Less than 5% of current marketing is targeted at people over 40. And you can forget about marketing for boomers and seniors because everyone has forgotten along the way that they're human. So and can you remember the last time you saw a more mature person in a commercial for something? One I remember is from Gucci, I think with two mature women. Beautiful. I thought they were beautiful. I didn't think it was funny or anything. It was treated like a thing. Wow, Gucci is pushing the envelope by putting two beautiful people in a commercial. Did not understand it. And just a proof of where we are with this. More mature people just get erased. And we grow up believing they don't matter because we don't see them anywhere. You don't see them doing Tai Chi on a public square or playing chess in the park or drinking wine on cast iron benches in the sun. You don't see them living their lives in a dignified, enjoyable way. They're erased. I don't fear death and I don't fear aging in itself. But just like with motherhood, I do fear how society will treat me because of it. I know enough about the world to know the consequences aging has on people's sense of personhood. I refuse to accept my erasure as a side effect of anything. We can all agree that your quality of life changes after a certain age, but I would argue this has less to do with inhabiting an aging body and more to do with inhabiting an aging body in a society that can't wait for you to die. This is what we've done with something that has been honored and revered and even celebrated for centuries by a plethora of cultures into punishment, which is absolutely disgraceful. It pisses me off. What are our values as a society if we treat something that is so beautiful and honorable as a punishment? Screw us. We suck. <laughs> I can confidently say I'm unequivocally in the best shape of my life. I feel good about myself, but I do notice this weird discrepancy between how good I feel about myself and how desirable I feel. And it's not a complaint, it's just an observation. I notice it. I know that a 20 year old is more romantically coveted because we fetishize youth and inexperience. And a lot of people value being needed more than having a legit equal. Young women express their fears of asserting themselves or even aging because they are very aware of the sexual power being young and coming across as someone that needs to be taken care of has. These are young women who are just leaving their teens who are already worried about their romantic market value. <sighs> Look, I'm not saying youth is not important, but it's absolutely overrated. It's like we as a society have come together and have decided that the succulent of an oak tree is of more value than an old oak tree. And the succulent is cute, but have you ever stood next to an old ass tree, like a 200, 300 year old tree, those things are majestic as fuck because of their age, not despite of it. I love to think of life in seasons. It has a romantic quality to it that I appreciate. And all seasons, all phases are equally as important. Where a succulent is a beautiful symbol of new beginnings and potential, an old oak tree 
is a symbol of the wisdom and the beauty and the strength that comes from having weathered many storms to value one over the other is just stupid it's just tomfoolery and this ageism is impacting our mental health internalized ageism messes with us the most you know that feeling that we can't do a thing because we're a certain age or whatever especially in the lgbtq community this is a vulnerable group of people who have higher rates of physical and mental health issues ageism and older queer people feeling invisible and less important and less valuable is extremely detrimental they didn't survive frequent bar raids and threats to their safety and their lives just to be ignored today they deserve to be acknowledged and they deserve to be seen and it pains me that they're not as someone without parents i want older people in my life someone who's been there who has something useful to say about this phase of my life because I had no idea what it meant to age in this society. It would be cool to have older people in my life who were modeling the type of adulthood that I aspire to. I have no examples of what my life could look like in my 60s. And it just adds to the sense of dread because you're slapped in the face with youth by the media in such a way that it's like there's nothing beyond that. Like you're standing on a ledge in your 30s and that after that you fall off of it into obscurity. I feel like I'm in this really weird in-between stage because you can't really relate to the people who have a more adult life who are doing the whole family thing. Not only because their life is completely devoid of spontaneity, but they also can't relate to you anymore. And they tend to minimize your problems because nothing is more important than tending to the life of this little person who never asked to be here. They are of course so involved that they become sucky friends. It's just the truth. It's harder to connect to them. I also can't relate to 20-somethings either. They are worried about or involved in things I just don't give a fuck about anymore. I also run the risk of minimizing their problems and I don't want to. But it just creates this chasm where I don't belong anywhere. I don't want to live in suburbia with spit on my shirt. I'm at this place where I do want to wear tight dresses and dance. But I also want to be able to read in silence whenever I want to. The subconscious messaging is that when you leave your 20s, you have to choose. But it just makes it painfully obvious that so much of our lives is not our idea. It's just we're playing by someone else's rule book. And yet we feel like we're failing if we don't abide to the rules. But we never made them. It's strange. And it's strange how much of a grasp it has on the way we relate to ourselves and our, and our own value. Nothing scares me about living a life that has no meaning, about my impending doom. All those things do not scare me. What I find the worst about aging is the boredom. And I'm going to take the dumbest example. You're going to laugh at me, but I don't care. <laughs> the return of 90s slash y2k fashion okay it doesn't sound like a big deal but it gives me a aggressive case of stadium vita wariness of life <laughs> nostalgia moves in 20 year cycles it's just a fact of human existence so statistically speaking i have three more cycles of this to go three more cycles of a derivative interpretation of something that once was a genuine expression. It's a nightmare to me. People usually laugh when I talk about how I hate, I hate <laughs> the, the return of fashion. There's something very uncanny, like you could have fallen into a coma when you were a kid and woken up now and not really seeing a difference. To me, it's just this confirmation that we are trapped in a cycle and we're forever trapped in this cycle and that 
any progress we think we're making is just an illusion. We are destined to repeat ourselves over and over and over again until we destroy ourselves. We all end up living the exact same life no matter how special we thought we were while growing up. It's like we have no idea what to do with our lives outside of these structures that were fed to us. I just feel like our imagination has been colonized. And it's horrifyingly boring. I'm passionate about thinking about thinking. I'm passionate about analyzing things and not taking them at face value because if I don't do this, I will be so bored that I will slide into a state of apathy and never come out of it. For me, the biggest cure for dealing with this all-encompassing, punishing boredom is by doing things for their own sake. Forget that. We have deadlines, I mean birthdays, to remind us of the fact that we have a schedule to follow and that we better reach certain goals by then. So no faffing around with past times that fill your heart with genuine joy, that make you feel alive and make you forget the unbearable burden that is existence that you've never asked for. Because there is money to be made, there are children to be popped out. Plus you're already 40, Tracy. Should you be making bracelets slash illustrations slash whatever the fuck it is? Maybe you should give up because the deadline and TikTok, TikTok, right? It's horrendous. Like I said, I don't fear death. Aging is fine. But I am still not immune to societal indoctrination because I do catch myself thinking idiotic things like when am I too old to continue pole dancing? How long can I do it before it becomes pathetic? Which is interesting, right? Because I think about these things all the time. And even I notice a thought like that passing by and thinking, huh, that's interesting. That's not mine, but interesting. So I can only imagine that if you don't always think about this stuff and a thought like that passes by you think it's yours and you take it and you run with it and it becomes a thing you internalize you really start believing you're too old to make bracelets it's jarring to me and the older i get the more pissed i am that there seems to be this invisible yet very demanding dominating force that pushes us all in one singular direction birthdays represent this push to me, this social contract that I've never agreed to. It reminds me of my desire to fight it in some way, but it also reminds me of how much it truly takes for someone to go off the beaten path and the stigma that comes with it. It'll cost you if you dare to decolonize your imagination, if you dare to reclaim it back, if you're like, okay, I'm 55. I'm going to live in a bus in Portugal. I don't give a fuck what standard society has for me. This is my life. And the only standards I have to abide to are my own. I'm 34, I want to go skate now. Go skate. You want to be in a band? Go be in a band. It is ridiculous that truly carving your own path comes at a price. What it tells me is that we're not free. If we were, you wouldn't be paying in stigma if you did something other than what was expected of you. <sighs> my birthday. And celebrating my birthday because I was born for reasons I had nothing to do with just reminds me of the complete lack of control I have over everything. Because I did nothing to cause my birth, after all. I didn't will myself into existence. But I do want to celebrate that I now understand that time is not a unit that we were meant to endure. This nuisance that we have the responsibility to fill to the brim. I only get to experience time because of sheer chance. And chance will decide when I run out of it. And since we're here now anyway, we might as well toast to the absurd fact that no matter the finality of time, we have no choice but to waste it because it's fundamentally useless. I might as well put on a way too tight dress and dance about it.
and that was my take on birthdays and a lot of other things. I don't know how I'm going to call this, but we went through a lot in this one. <laughs> it's literally me just thinking out loud and I hope me thinking out loud encourages you to do the same and to take constructs we take for granted and kind of rearrange them, see what they mean to you. Thanks for listening, thanks for watching and uh, I'll check you in the next one. Bye.